0: Everybody, you're listening to the 26th episode of Hipster Baseball Podcast HBP, where we talk about baseball drinks and everything else under the sun. I'm to Carlo Calloway alongside Dorian, and on today's podcast, we break out our high school gym clothes, we discuss the NFL's new media deal, we ask Miss Cleo for 2021 baseball predictions, and we vogue in the Bronx Zoo and walk out with a material girl. So. We want to begin like we do every single show, showcasing the drinks that we are consuming as we record this. So I'm going to pass it off to my man, Dorian, to get us started. What's going on, man?
1: Cheers, my friend. Felicidades in Spanish for our six-month anniversary. We're still, DeCarlo and I are still our, our, in our honeymoon phase. So we've been pumping out amazing content, hilarious sayings uh, every week for the past six months, so. Cheers to you, my friend. Today, I'm drinking a Red Hill Amber Ale from Carabus Brewing Company in Concord, North Carolina. A little bit about this small town called Concord, North Carolina. It's actually where the Seager Brothers come from. They are the pride of Northwest Cabarrus High School. Northwest in the house. Some of you may know Corey Seager, the star shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He was the 2020 World Series MVP, and his older brother, Kyle Seager, is the the third baseman for the Seattle Mariners. Kyle is the same guy that the former CEO and president, Kevin Mather, said was overpaid back on the 5th of February. That's one of the comments that led to Kevin being fired from uh, his former role as president and CEO of the Seattle Mariners. So in a small town, they produce some big-time Major League Baseball players. And for our lady listeners who may not know who the Seager brothers are, there is another famous woman alum from Northwest, Rachel Riley. She was the winner of Big Brother 13 all the way back in 2011. One show that I never watched. But cheers to Rachel Riley, the Seager brothers, and uh, the, mighty Northwest, North, the mighty Northwest baseball team. What are you drinking today on our six-month anniversary, DiCarlo?
0: I am drinking the same exact thing I was drinking last week, which is the
1: West <laughs> Pinot Noir. <laughs>
0: Finish it off. Yeah, man. It's, it comes in handy. Sometimes you just go into some of these wine shops and, you know, I, at least for myself, like I'll look at some wine and I'm like, okay, it's on sale, especially if it's like enough that you can tolerate and just buy a bunch of bottles so that you have something in the event that you just kind of want to have a glass of wine. And this is one of those types. It's nothing too like over the top, but it'll do the trick when you need it to.
1: And, and then it's being needed right now on our sixth-month anniversary. To Carlos, drinking wine. I'm having a local American brewery beer. And you, my friend, we want to know what you're drinking. Tweet us a picture of your favorite choice of drink. Our Twitter handle is at, at HBP4040. And go ahead and use the hashtag HBPdrink. Who else is drinking, bathing in not liquids, but in money, DiCarlo?
0: Oh, the NFL. So if you haven't heard, the NFL recently signed a new media deal worth over $100 billion. So this new deal with the broadcasters and streaming services, so your traditional broadcasters like Fox, CBS, who has the NFL games over the weekends on Sundays, and then NBC, who has, um, what is it, Football Night in America on Sunday night. Um, ESPN, which is Monday Night Football, but then also DirecTV, Hulu, and all these other services, and Amazon as well. So with this, it is paving the way for owners to add a 17th regular season game to the schedule. So that's now an additional game. So just keep that in mind and think about the sport that that's we're ridiculous. talking about. And they're going to be able to recoup the revenue lost with reduced fan attendance in 2020. So the NFL is walking away tight. Um, just other little tidbits about this, the um, contracts, which will take effect in 2023 and run through the 2030 season, will submit the NFL status as the most lucrative sports league in these United States. And it will also. And the world. Yeah. In the world. But more importantly, the biggest caveat is, is that it's going to lead to another game within the NFL season. And this is really where I want to bring you into this discussion, because this is something players have opposed for quite a long time. Um, because one thing we're starting to learn about, what we have been learning about in the recent years is the the extent to the long-term injuries that NFL players sustain. And... These we're talking about injuries that players sustained when there was only one, I believe it was a fourteen-game season. Now we're gonna add like a what seventeen, and you know we have all these CTE um, situations, all of these things. So this, this is like, what are your thoughts on this and how this extension of the game might be in essence degrading the quality of the NFL's product in the long run?
1: I completely agree with you. I'm I'm looking at this through different prisms, that the NFL is so big. Here we are running a podcast with the name baseball in it, and we talk about football because football is the 800-pound gorilla in the sports world. It's bigger than the Premier League, the football. It's bigger than National Hockey League. It's bigger than Major League Baseball. Looking at the prism of business, having 17 games is – good business, because it, I, as you had mentioned, there's additional revenue. There's a, and I, I'm sure you said, this is a a hundred billion dollar contract. So basically the NFL every single year is getting just over 11 billion with a B dollars. But I've never understood again, here we are sitting in the end of almost the end of March, talking about football, football stopped two months ago. We're major league baseball is about to start in two weeks. And we're talking about football. Why is it that football is only played between September and January? The NFL owners try to cram in so much football over a four-month period. If you're going to make these players play an additional game at 17 games, give them an additional or two bye weeks, the bye weeks being the, the, the weeks that you get off. It's basically their, the only vacation time. So NFL owners, in the way the NFL is set up, is every team plays 16 games, and they only get one, one bye week my internet says it's unstable, okay, I'll start again. Why are you trying to cram all this in there? Because as DiCarlo said, you're ruining the product you send out. Imagine if you buy an iPhone and the next I, the iPhone 27 comes out and it's like scratched, it's a little beat up and you're like, whoa, 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 this isn't what I'm paying for. If you're a fan of the Miami Dolphins, of the Philadelphia Eagles and your star player is injured, you don't want your team to continuously play you want them to have maybe a week or two off to get them back on the field people want to go see these nfl superstars people want to go see sports superstars and best in basketball and baseball i'm if you're going to do 17 games give them time the players give them time to rest give them 17 games but make it over 20 20 week season why are we not playing football in august why are we not playing football in february There's 12 months in the year, but the NFL tries to cram everything in four months. Let's do 17 games, but let's do in 20 weeks. Give these guys three weeks off in between.
0: Well, I would also say if they were wearing all of those heavy pads and stuff in the summertime, you have a lot more heat stroke deaths on the NFL football
1: field. But you you can play at night. You can play at night. You can play indoors. Well, that's
0: true. And then the XFL and all of these other expansion leagues out of shots. they all play. They
1: they try to play in the spring Mm -hmm. smartly. Yeah, I don't. I just big smart businessmen, NFL owners, do seventeen games, but do give your product. With it's bad to say a human being calling him a product, but that's exactly what it is. Because these men are being are being very well compensated for earning their living with their body, but at the same time, uh, as we all know, we need to properly rest. We need to properly heal. We need to properly uh, sleep. We wouldn't you know, be working 20 straight hours for three, day, three days in a row when we have a massive presentation. I mean, sometimes you got to pull all-nighters for work, but uh, eventually your body says, "Nope, screw you, I'm shutting down. And we don't want that for, uh, not just for the NFL, but for Major League Baseball, for any of these sports.
0: Yeah, I also think, I don't know, maybe this is, maybe be thinking a little deeply, but it might be actually economic play by the owners for a long term. Well, trying to pad their coffers, knowing that the sport itself cannot sustain on the course that's already going on. Because for one, you have a lot more media backlash in regards to NFL sports, or so like football. You don't see as many kids, like parents, putting their kids in football programs as you used to, now that we have a lot more science on long-term effects of uh, football injuries. And you're starting to see growth in other sports like soccer and, you know, that are less contact. So it's really interesting if whether or not these owners are just thinking about their future paths, like their own coffers, excuse me, and are making these moves just to get themselves richer in the short term, knowing that they really don't have a long term investment with a sport that, you know, honestly speaking, is not going to produce long living um, legends after they're done playing their, their,
1: their time in the game. You know, that being said, I think, I think it's football is the most dangerous sport in North America, maybe even probably rugby because uh, rugby football, you're going all out, but I I don't really know that much about rugby. I think football is becoming a safer game, not a safe game, but a safer game, especially the way it's being played now when a lot of it is passing. It's almost like basketball on grass. So if you go back, and I and I and I love doing this in the off season uh, when there no sports on, especially during last year during COVID, I was watching old Miami Dolphins nineteen in the games in the nineteen eighties when Marino was amazing. Dan Marino was Dan Marino before Patrick Mahomes. People go watch some of those 1984, 1986, the Miami Dolphins game. But the hits that you would see there, and you looking at with a twenty twenty one mind as a, as a fan of the NFL football, you are like that wouldn't play that that play would have been a penalty that would be legal it's just incredible of how it's evolved in a good way so a lot of people say there's too many points in nfl that's this that, and the other but it's actually become safer so yeah they're having smaller uptake in the grassroots in the grassroots level like DiCarlo said but you know what cheers to those wealthy filthy wealthy owners of the nfl and frankly a lot of them don't deserve it they're some of them are pretty repung- repungent, like like uh, the Houston Texas owner. The the, the uh, you can we can just name we can name a bunch of them. But I mean, you just have to
0: think about it like this: if you can get that uber wealthy to own a sports team, you've done some pretty dirty stuff. That's
1: what it is. Uh, I don't know, Garallo. I think but it's you have Or really you sanctioned
0: a lot, a lot of dirty stuff. Like I mean,
1: no sir, no sir. What you've done is you've inherited, my friend.
0: That Well, then somebody within your bloodline has done some pretty dirty Dan stuff. Dan Snyder
1: inherited all that money, and he used it to buy the Washington football team. And he's done a
0: disservice to everybody mm-hmm. within the Washington and Maryland, like the DMV area. So Yeah, and Cal
1: uh, Cal McNair, I believe his name is, he ad- he inherited the Houston, Texas from his daddy. Oh, so a lot, a lot of these money. guys is,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Oh, oh for So, ju- yeah, just to give everyone a quick – Business overview here. So the NFL is about to get into some serious, even even wealthier. Frankly, the rich get richer. Is uh, again, we had said the NFL is going to in have a revenue of over eleven billion dollars from the media rights with this new deal. In comparison, I believe the M- uh, Major League Baseball, I think it's like five, I think it's five billion, or, or I, sh- I had this right, but I kept messing up the my math. But Major League Baseball has at minimum two billion dollars a year. Which is penis, the NBA is just about three billion dollars a year. And that just shows you how the uh again, the economic monster that is the NFL. And uh the and even a um, global sport like soccer slash football, the biggest thing that there is is actually the Champions League. It's the European Champions League, it's not the World Cup. The World Cup is held once every four years. The Champions League is held every single year. And they the Champions League gets about $3 billion, 3 billion euros, excuse me, 3 billion euros, which is almost the same. So it's almost on par with Major League Baseball. And that tells you how massive this NFL deal is. So everyone gets rich, but... Um, the beautiful thing is that no matter how much money you get, no matter how much money you spend on the field to your products, they have to go out and play the game. And speaking of major league baseball, as we transition over to miss Cleo time, AKA weekly predictions, this isn't really weekly predictions because we haven't done this often. So AKA random times predictions, <laughs> this is baseball baseball is just about to start. And I want to share with DeCarlo, I want to share with you some of the things that I've been seeing in my crystal ball. Not the Magic 8 ball because I was corrected on that. (laughs) It's the crystal ball. What are my World Series predictions and dark courses? I'm going to share with you, DeCarlo. Here's my setup and I'll be happy to hear your rebuttal. In the American League, these are the two teams I think are going to be playing for the World Series in the American League Championship Series. In 2021, it's going to be our favorite, one of our favorite teams, the HBP's favorite teams, the Chicago White Sox against the Carlos New York Yankees. Over in the National League, we're going to have the defending champions, the Los Angeles Dodgers, playing my Atlanta Braves in the Championship Series. National. So,
0: so okay, what what made you think the White Sox like the Yankees? I think that that's a possibility, but the White Sox like do tell
1: they. The amount of talent that they have. One of the men that you want to have their ba- his baby with, uh, the the first ba- the, the American League MVP, the first baseman, um, what what was his name, uh, Jose Jose Abreu. Their pitching staff stacked. Their defense. Their lineup. And when you look at if you break down the American League, you go to the American League West. Who's really there? The Seattle Mariners aren't ready to compete. The Houston Astros. There's a potential there. In the American League Central, the Cleveland Indians, we all know, don't want to spend money. They don't have anything in American League Central. The Twins, uh, I, I would feel better if their third baseman Josh Donaldson would, was would be able to play 150 games. He's not going to be able to, and they don't really have a, a great pitching in the American League East. Outside of the New York Yankees, the Tampa Bay Rays are going to regress. They're not going to. They might not even make the playoffs this year. The Boston Red Sox. They're not going to make the playoffs. The who else is over there? The Toronto Blue Jays, they might make the playoffs. That's really it. I mean, the American League is not very strong. It's, I wouldn't even say they're top heavy. It's just the Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees. And the White Sox having had a taste of the playoffs last year is going to be great for those young teams, those young players that had never known that type of pressure and intensity. It's going to do them so much better than it would be for the Yankees because the Yankees are in the playoffs every single year and they are one of the best teams in the league. I would be surprised if the, if the White Sox don't make it to the American League Championship Series.
0: Okay, so that's decent. Um <laughs> Yeah, all right, so continue. Like, that was Dodgers, so, yeah, Braves. So then, so, that, that seems relevant. I mean, I'll, I'll get the Braves out and say no because they've already been predicted to not even win what 90 games practically. What was that? Again?
1: <laughs> we already talked about this a few episodes ago, know, how ridiculous I'm joking, that was. I'm joking, that, I'm joking. That, I'm joking. But I think
0: the Mets <laughs> might do it uh, over the Braves
1: if there's anything. I think the Mets are about two years away from really from seeing. The the fingerprints know. of maybe, the new a, the maybe a year, but the
0: East is not that strong.
1: The, the there's silence here because my jaw almost broke. Yeah. Are you insane? The National League East is the strongest division oh, yeah, in the entire entire Major yeah. League Baseball. Whatever we <laughs> we got the Phillies, we got the Mets, we have the Nationals and the Braves. The only no, average team say there the is, NL West is the strongest No sir. No, sir, because the National League West is top heavy. You have the two super super-dupers, Man. the two supers teams, the, the San Diego Padres and Los Angeles Dodgers. And then you have the Colorado Rockies, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the San Francisco Giants. Like,
0: well, the Giants are pretty, so.
1: oh, come on. They'll be lucky to finish 500. It, yeah, we'll the, the National League West is top heavy, the National <laughs> League East is strong throughout. Hmm. So, Here's my predictions, World Series prediction. And we will revisit these at the end of the year because we hold ourselves accountable. My World Series prediction is the Los Angeles Dodgers over the Chicago White Sox. So the Dodgers will repeat. I would love for the Braves to go, but the Dodgers are such, such monsters. I just don't see it happening. And uh, yeah, I, I just think the, the Dodgers are going to beat the Chicago White Sox because they're just deeper and better. And my dark horses. is... This is my. This is kind of disgusting, I know, because DeCarlo's not going to like this. You're not going to like this. I'm not going to like this. Baseball's most hated team, I think, the dark horse out of the American League is the Houston Astros. If, if they manage to stay healthy, even though the, uh, one of their star pitchers, uh, Ver, uh, Justin Verlander, is out because of Tommy John surgery, if the rest of the lineup stays healthy, and if, the pitching stabilizes with a lot of. They have a lot of young studs, and especially the one that I mentioned in the playoffs last year, uh, Frambert Frambe Valdez, the Dominican twenty-five-year-old rookie. Oh my God, what a picture that guy was in the in the playoffs! If their pitching holds up, Houston can go all the way. They can run the table, and we don't want to say that because they're the cheating Astros. No one likes them on the National League. My dark horse are the Philadelphia Phillies again. If their pitching holds up because that lineup with uh, what is it, Bryce? Uh, I see like it's Harper. Bryce Harper, JT, or Al Muto. Uh, your uh, the, uh, the, what was it? The former Yankees guy, Gigi Degorious Gregorius, Gregorius. Yeah, Gregorius. Yeah, the uh, rise. I think the first baseman. I mean, they have a stacked lineup. They have a stacked lineup, and outside of Aaron Nola. They, um, if the, again, if this is why there's dark horses for me, if their pitching managed to be average, the Phillies can surprise a lot of people in the national league and to Carlo, I'm going to do you a favor of why I'm not picking the Yankees to do a world series. And it's not because I don't like the Yankees. Let it be fine. I don't like the Yankees, but the Yankees outside of for their it's their pitching. It's their lack of pitching depth outside of their stud, Garrett Cole, who's there. It's all it reminds me kind of like uh, Michael Jordan back in the late 80s before he had What Jordan played, I think, eight years before winning, winning a championship. And it was like, oh, Jordan, Jordan's not that good. He's not better than Johnson, the Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. He's never going to win a championship. It's Michael and the Jordanaires for the this Yankees pitching staff. I see Garrett and the Cole, Colliers or something like that, because Garrett Cole can't be pitching every single day. He's not going to be pitching 162 games. I. I don't believe in the Yankees pitching and that's why I I pick the more the deeper Chicago White Sox. So with the with the
0: drunken boss at the
1: helm. Um but yeah, no but, but
0: I have to agree with you on the Yankees. <laughs> in terms of their pitching, the lack of pitching depth. I mean, it's it is Cole and then you have Severino who's always injured and then Clover, who's the other guy, Clover, they signed, like, two eight guys who were injured for, like, about two last two seasons. So, yeah, it's yeah, it doesn't look too good in terms of their starting rotation. They'd, they'd probably be a team that's going to be really heavily dependent on their offense. And then, of course, that really depends on whether or not their big hitters can remain healthy. You have Aaron Judge, who's been out oh. for like, yeah. the past two seasons. G, uh, Giancarlo Stanton out practically. Gary Sanchez couldn't hit the back end of a barnyard. You know, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, I mean, they were um, able, to, it was good they were able to reside DJ Lemayu, but yeah, you know, he's getting older. But, you know, I, I agree with you. I have to say, I the mean, the, are, I, mean
1: just, I just, I just see this Yankees. White Sox lineup. I mean, look, the girl, you got Yasmani as or catcher. You got your favorite baby man, uh, genetics male you want. Uh, Jose Abreu, the first baseman. Nick Madrigal, the second baseman. You have to that all the time.
0: <laughs> you make it sound Tim like Anderson. it's
1: real. <laughs> all right, but it's a joke. But come on, people. Be, 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 we know we're messing around here. Tim Anderson. they really don't. Yoan. Yes. Okay. Yeah, of course they do. We got. We have the most popular baseball hipster podcast in the world. Joan Yo, Moncada, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, the stud center fielder from Cuba. And Now he's not a rookie anymore; he's going to be a second year uh, man. Did, but Luis Robert needs to improve his bat. Uh, it, and they have for uh, their pitchers this uh, this young kid. Um, not is it Michael Cole? No wait, Michael Kopech. Yeah, I think Kopech is part of the uh, the White Sox. I I the more I look at the White Sox roster, the more I'm like convinced that they really are gonna go to the World Series. So uh, if I had if I was living in Vegas or if I was a degenerate and I put money on some online gambling, I'd put it on the uh the White oh, Sox Oh, that was so harsh,
0: there. man. Seriously. What? He <laughs> was like, I the fuck was a, gambler, a degenerate?"
1: Like a degenerate gambler. <laughs> you no, know, yeah.
0: man, you know what? there are a lot of people who make decent careers out of gambling. Are Are
1: you Are you, like, are you, like, are you saying is- that you are you saying you have a uh, a gambling account? No,
0: I don't like losing money, but <laughs> I, it's...
1: Yeah, but but, but De Carlo, if you were to put money on the White Sox, you wouldn't lose it, baby. Hey. Anyway. <laughs>
0: It depends on how you put the money on them, but yeah, she could definitely lose money on them in any way, shape, or form.
1: Um, this is true.
0: And so, what what about your crazy predictions? What do you have? Like, oh, so so closing bottom? out
1: closing out the uh, the crystal ball because it's getting kind of foggy, I can't see anymore. But the closing out the the crazy prediction is, I believe that the Los Angeles Angels dual pitcher, the the new Babe Ruth, the pitcher designated designated hitter Shohei Otani, the Japanese player. He's going to be selected as an all-star, both as a pitcher and a hitter. That's my crazy prediction for 2021. Shohei Ohtani, look him up, Los Angeles Angels. He pitches at an all-star level. He hits at an all-star level. I think he's going to be an all-star, both positions. Speaking of getting value for money, value for our votes, value for our degenerate gambling addiction, which we don't have, we want to bring in our show sponsor. They know the value of a dollar. Zaire department store. We'd like to make Zaire your store. We have the best prices on the East Coast from Boston to Miami. If the item you're looking for, like the newest Atari, isn't in in the store, we'll give you a rain check for 10% to come back and buy it. And don't forget our 15 minute flash specials when you're in the store. At Zaire, working families can get the best value for their book. Zaire Department Store. We'd like to make Zaire your store. And from there, we're going to take a little blast to the past, to the Dewey Decimal System, aka Lost in History, 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 History. It's time to As Madonna taught us to Carlo, sometimes we're just a material girl living in the material world. (laughs) In, In this segment, I want to talk about Madonna and Jose Canseco. We're talking about pop culture and a superstar baseball player in his time. This I'm going to take you all the way back to May, 1991, the beginning of the month on May 9th, on a Friday, 1981. What was happening in 1981? George H. Bush was the president. Uh, uh, I don't know if Nirvana's album had dropped. Um, Was NWA had already broken up? I don't remember. Nevertheless, the Oakland Athletics outfielder, Jose Canseco, a lot of you know him because of sticking needles in his butt cheeks with his boy, Mark McGuire. He was spotted. Entering Madonna's Central Park West apartment in Manhattan around eleven o'clock at night. Who does that? I don't know who does that. But he was then seen leaving her Central Park West apartment around two a.m. You nasty! So this is this happened when the Athletics quick. were in town to play <laughs> the New York. Wait, wait, like, hold on! Was like, that was really quick. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: well, that's what happened with steroids
1: to tell you why it was a quick air quotes three hours so when the Oakland, oakland athletics were in town to play the new york yankees and the reporters asked him hey jose canseco we saw you coming in and out no pun intended from madonna's apartment building what were you doing there and he said quote we're just friends she's a nice lady i bet she was so this was this this was a a, this was madonna was a supernova during this time this exact same week at the the second week of may of 1991 madonna had just released her very controversial and also very famous documentary truth or dare at the same time jose canseco was also reconciling with his wife estelle estelle esther i think her name was and at the same time when canseco was having this interview He just happened to have seven Madonna tapes. You remember that cassette tapes? (laughs) Seven Madonna cassette tapes in his locker room while he's being asked why he was going in and out of her house at 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) Later on, going forward from 1991 up to 2008, in another interview, Conseco said Madonna wanted to have his baby, speaking of baby making, and because Madonna wanted her young daughter Ludus, who she had had with her Cuban American personal trainer, she wanted Ludus to have another Cuban sibling or half Cuban sibling in that big case, which I thought was hilarious. But and to give you a tidbit as well, I'm uh, I, is I was actually in the crowd. During this series, I didn't go to all three games, but back in the day, Yankees, the old Yankee stadium was insane. And it was also disgusting. It was all falling apart. The Bronx Zoo, which the Carlo can, you can please tell me if I'm wrong, but the Bronx Zoo was very famous because it was like die-hard loyal fans out in the outfield. I forget. I think it was in right field. I don't remember, but they, they had season tickets and they would just, uh, they were amazing. And I think they might have been priced out by now, but these were like working class guys and they would give crap to everyone. And uh, they also gave crap to Cal Ripley Jr. That's a story I'll tell at another time about the Cal Ripley Jr. incident in the early 90s. When Canseco was at bat and he was in the outfield, they would just start chanting at him, Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. Because everyone in America knew that Jose Canseco was allegedly visiting Madonna's uh, apartment in uh, <laughs> in 1991. I love this. And I, I don't have no idea. It's just, it's problem. This just came to my my head. I had totally forgotten about this. And I don't know why. Maybe I was listening to some Madonna song. And I'm like, Madonna, I got, you know, I had the podcast on my mind. And I was like, that's gold. Madonna and Jose Canseco, if you can believe it. Of course you can. Madonna, come on. She was a uh, she lived life. Or she's I, not could believe, I, mean, I could she,
0: believe you know. the part of her being with him, but him, I think he, he might have been off with the years in terms of look Because Lourdes is like born in what ninety six or something like that. Like she's born in ninety one, she'd be almost thirty. <laughs> she's not that old. Yeah,
1: you're right. But I mean, come on, say, he's you know, yeah, he's he, not- he pumped himself." Oh, he's not all there. He's not the sharpest crayon in the box. I know. Fuck that. I know. I messed that up. But yeah, whatever. So. So the, the material girl is uh, celebrating herself. Go watch Truth or Dare. It's uh, kind of self congrat I remember watching it. I haven't watched that in years. I don't barely remember. I think Rupert, the, that, the English actor, Rupert something, he was in um, My Best Friend's Wedding. What was it?
0: Um, Nothing. My Best Friend's Wedding. Oh, not I know with what uh, you're talking about. I can't remember his name, now, but I remember his face. Rupert
1: Everett. Yeah. Our, our HBP research assistant just, to, just told me in my left ear, it's Rupert Everett. I think he was in it. Um, she was friends with that other comedian. Uh, anyways, go watch Truth or Dare, people, because everyone's always watch, always asking themselves, hey, what's, what's to watch on Netflix? What to watch on Amazon Prime? I don't know where Truth or Dare is. I don't get any money out of this. It's just very interesting so cheers to uh, mr jose canseco visiting a friend we've all done it not sleep with madonna but we've all visited friends and the sad part is going back to the carlos nfl media deal the monster 11 billion dollar deal major league baseball gets paid i think a quarter of that and you don't see Super duper actresses, stars, singers going out with Major League Baseball players. And the only one you have is like, but wait, Dorian, but wait, what about Jennifer Lopez and Alex Alex Rodriguez? Hey, don't forget exactly.
0: Matt Kemp. He was with uh, Rihanna for a bit. Who? Matt Kemp. He used to No, it's a, it's a joke.
1: That's a joke. I know. But he, he was a star for like two years. Alex Rodriguez has been retired for like 10 years. Like,
0: be, and these recently, famous, they were saying that they broke up, and then they were like, "No, we did not break up." Him and J Lo. I mean, that's such like Bronx like T T T O and T energy. Like they have, like it's so like it, it's they're sad. like the I Bronx mean, super couple. <laughs>
1: so yeah, so even even the beautiful, successful women who are singers and actresses and entertainers, they don't want anything to do with these baseball players. They're all yeah, going geez, for, a for a basketball. Right. But again, we, we're talking about one guy, but back in the day it was all the guys. So yeah, like, but hey, we, st-
0: yeah, we still but
1: we, st- we still love baseball. We still yeah, love we baseball. So and uh, you know it's what loves you. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies don't love don't love baseball, but, but your pets do. And HPP loves pets too. Tweet a picture of your pet loving on you at our Twitter handle. hpp forty forty. And use the hashtag HBPETS. And again, congratulations, my friend, for getting through six months, 26 episodes of this. So we're looking forward for 26 more and 2,600 more.
0: And with that ends our six-month anniversary episode. So we want to thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please definitely don't skip on the review part. Follow us on Twitter at HBP4040, and our drinks will be in the show notes. Make sure you join us next time for a brand new episode of HBP, the Baseball Podcast. Take care.